Welcome to Sunday Sermons from the Williamsburg Community Chapel, brought to you by the Chapel Podcast Network. Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapters 9 and 10, and I'll read chapter 10, verses 17 and 18 for us now, as we prepare to hear from Max Grone, as he helps us learn how to recover from foolishness. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life. But he who rejects reproof leads others astray. The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, but whoever utters slander is a fool. Well, let me start by just addressing the elephant in the room. Travis asked the 27-year-old pastor on staff to come up here and share some words about wisdom. I'm confused too. But we'll get there. So obviously our text talks a little bit about what it means to be a fool and foolishness. And then it talks about wisdom and what it means to live a wise life. So as I was trying to unpack that, I realized that while I may use the term fool or wise in everyday language, I don't really know what it means. And so let's take a little bit of of a trip down memory lane. Let's look at some things that have happened in the past year and a half, that at least have caused me to maybe take a moment and say, was that foolish? So let me bring you to a space just a year and a half ago. I was quarantining like we all were, but I had to make a trip to the grocery store and there was one product that I needed. So I went to the grocery store and I looked for it, but they didn't have it. So I went to another grocery store and the aisle was empty. Store. After store, after store, I couldn't find this one product that, let me tell you, I did very much need. What was the product? Toilet paper. paper, Thank you. I needed some toilet paper, and it was hard to find. Well, I've done some extensive research on this. And by extensive research, I mean I did a Google search and read a few articles. Did you know that there actually was no real toilet paper shortage? It was just people panic buying it. Shelf after shelf after shelf emptied. Good, hard-working people forced to use single ply. It was a crime. And then we kind of finished, you know, the end of this quarantining. People are, open, you know, the world's opening back up, and we had another shortage. I remember one of my army weekends that I was supposed to go down to Virginia Beach was canceled because people couldn't get gasoline. And I Googled this too, extensive research. I didn't want to read articles though. What I wanted to do was watch YouTube clips of people filling up trash bags with gasoline to put into their trunks to store up. A couple things that I thought, maybe, maybe that can be defined as foolish. Another thing that jumped into my mind was at the end of my freshman year at VMI, they they made teams of 10 cadets And they dropped them into the woods and gave them a compass and a map, and they said, figure it out. So one of my best friends was on my team, which we were really happy about because we got to, you know, hang out. Um, Today, he's a Navy SEAL, so we really trusted him. He had leadership. He was determined. We said, this guy's going to help us get out of the woods. And within 15 minutes, we were further away than where we got dropped off. (laughs) We trusted him. And so what he did was he told us he could do it, and he got us more lost. But then we spent the next few hours just 
handing off the compass and map to other people who had no clue how to use them. We got more and more lost the entire time in a backpack. We had a walkie-talkie where we could have easily just radioed for help. But we couldn't because we had too much pride and we could figure it out. We'll get back to that story in a little bit. But as I look back on that, hours spent in the cold, hours handing off a map and compass to somebody else who had no clue what to do with it, I think, that's foolish. But Proverbs, wisdom is is a key theme that goes through the whole book. And so let's figure this out, because these terms of toilet paper hoarding or gasoline filling cannot be sufficient in our definition of what it means to be wise or foolish. And so as I look at Proverbs 9 and 10, I see a lot of different characteristics of what it means to be foolish. So let's get down to this. We see that in in 9 and 10, it said that fools hate reproof. They don't like to be corrected. Fools lead others astray. They utter slander. They see wrongdoing as a joke. And ultimately, in these two Proverbs, it says that foolishness leads to death. Nowhere in Proverbs does it mention intelligence or mental capacity or IQ. And thank goodness, nowhere does it mention hoarding toilet paper as what it means to be a fool. Instead, we see that in Proverbs, a a fool refers to somebody that has a moral deficiency, a brokenness about them, a sinfulness within them that leads to irrational behavior, of which I think we've looked at a few already. And it is this foolishness, this, this um, moral deficiency and that leads to the ir- irrational behavior of refusing to hear correction, refusing to hear people that want to share wisdom with them, refusing to uh, just listen. It, it leads to them uttering slander, telling lies, and seeing wrongdoing as some sort of joke. When I read that last line that we read today of Proverbs 10, that wrongdoing is like a joke to a fool, I had a flashback of my days in college. A flashback of people sitting in circles or just walking down the street together, sharing conversations, showing bruises and scrapes and swapping stories as they wear these bruises and scrapes really as like a, a badge of honor as they swap stories of their foolish behavior of the days before. I must confess, I engaged in some of this myself in college I had these same conversations as I laughed about my foolish behavior. And as I look back on it, I say, I I just look back at that and I I think, how did I get there? How did I become so foolish that I could do something so ridiculous and then be proud of it? I'll tell you how I got there. I have moral deficiency. I have sinfulness. I have brokenness. Romans 5.12, Paul writes this, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. In a commentary that I was reading on Proverbs by a man named Waltke, he says this, that the fool lives on that by which one dies. In Proverbs, we learn that the fool lives on sin that the fool feeds on moral deficiency. And the scary thing about reading that and the scary thing about understanding that is that we all know we have moral deficiency. 
we all know we have sinfulness. We have brokenness. And we have acted in foolish ways before. So foolishness is not a lack of intelligence. Foolishness is a lack of discernment. A lack of being concerned of what um, God tells us that we should be concerned about. As I was thinking through this, I thought of a a few more uh, examples of this. Examples that last longer than a pandemic. Foolishness is thinking that our degrees are what make us wise. Foolishness is thinking that what we drive gives us worth. Foolishness is thinking that making a varsity team defines who we are. And finally, foolishness is not being able to listen to others when they tell us the correct way. A fool relishes in his or her sin. A fool rejects and rebels against God's ways and truths. But here's the thing. A fool cannot accept correction and reproof. And as I was reading this, I saw that it's a trap. It's a trap because if you're caught in your foolishness and you can't listen to those that have wisdom, how can you gain wisdom? You can't just make yourself wise. As I was talking about the story of being kind of lost in the woods, it was the same thing. We couldn't just sit in the woods and figure out how to read a compass. We couldn't walk around these trees and just say, oh, I get it. This is how to read a map. But we had too much pride to reach out and ask for help. So what finally did happen was that radio started speaking to us. And somebody said, where are you guys? Which we definitely had an answer for. We had no clue where we were. And our pride made it so we couldn't even reach out and ask for help. But some VMI staff member, in words not as kind as this, said, stay there, I'll come get you. And so we see that a fool cannot make himself wise, but this is how, this is why we serve a great God. That God, seeing us in our foolishness and our brokenness, seeing that we couldn't even listen to the wise people around us, he intervened. You see, God invites us to recover from our foolishness. We read from Proverbs 9, and if you look earlier at Proverbs 9, you see that um, there's this wisdom character in Proverbs that's building a house. This wisdom character is building a house. And then let me read a few verses that led up to what we read. So verses 4, 5, and 6 from Proverbs 9. It's this invitation. It says this, Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live. Walk in the way of insight. And so we see here that wisdom offers, Lady Wisdom in Proverbs offers an invitation into that wisdom. In Colossians 2.3, we see that uh, Paul identifies Jesus Christ as the figure of wisdom. He says this, In Jesus Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And throughout the book of Colossians, he goes on to expand on this. Wisdom is Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, Paul writes this, Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Wisdom invites us to come into that house, 
to eat of the bread and drink of the wine. I've heard that before. Jesus Christ invites us to eat of the bread of his body, to drink of the wine of his blood. This is how we get to wisdom. This is how we become wise. A fool cannot accept correction or accept reproof. And so in our foolishness, we cannot either. But we can accept an invitation. We can let that very kind VMI officer come and find us in the woods. And so we see that we have been invited by Jesus Christ, who is wisdom, into that wisdom and into that righteousness. And so with that, let us together define what wisdom means. In Proverbs 9 and 10, just like we saw a lot of characteristics of foolishness, we see a lot of characteristics of wisdom. We see that wisdom listens to reproof, listens to correction, that the wise become wiser and learn from instruction. We see that wisdom comes from fear of the Lord and knowledge of the Holy One who is God. And ultimately, just like in these Proverbs, it says that foolishness leads to death. In these same two Proverbs, we see that heeding instruction in wisdom is what leads to life. I'm sure we all know this, but we live in a world that tells us that a lot of different things are true. A lot of different things matter. Every time we turn on the radio, we watch a movie, we watch TV shows, we hear these different messages of what matters. We hear it from our peers, our our coaches, our teachers, our bosses. Everyone has a different opinion of what life is all about. There's a Buick commercial that that I just love. And this woman is driving a Buick and like 15 kids come out of the Buick for soccer practice. And the coach goes, you fit all those kids in that Buick, that's so you. And I love that. But what what this commercial is telling us is that you are what you drive. She is the Buick. The Buick represents that she can fit so many kids in one car. Do we have any high schoolers here? They're on vacation. Oh, they're... Yes. (laughs) So... I don't know if they still do this. Maybe it's all by email. But when I was in high school, like every day I felt like I was getting postcards and brochures and all of these pamphlets from different colleges. And basically what they were trying to tell me is, if you come to this college, you'll get a better education, a better job, and have a better life. Right? I'm glad they still do it by paper. Because you can put them all in a bin and then use them for a fire or something. I got one from Harvard, and I know that they just wanted to boost their like, stats on how many people they let in versus not let in. <laughs> you see, wisdom is being able to see through all of that. Wisdom comes from knowing the Lord, and the only way that we get to know the Lord is through Jesus Christ. Because we are broken, because we have moral deficiency and sin, Jesus Christ died that we can be in relationship with God. And through that relationship with God, we get to see what life is all about. Jesus covers us in his righteousness in order to recover us from our foolishness. Jesus covers us in his righteousness in order to recover us from our foolishness. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is righteousness. Wisdom is holiness. And wisdom is an understanding of what life is all about. And it's not about driving a Buick Life is about glorifying and knowing 
God who created us and redeemed us and recovers us. Foolishness was in trying to find my way out of the woods. Wisdom was in finally listening to that radio. And so now that we've kind of defined what foolishness is and what wisdom is, I want to look at what do the Proverbs tell us about how we can live like this. Proverbs 9 is so clear. It says to live in wisdom, you have to listen to people that are wise and righteous. Proverbs 10 goes on a little bit more practically to tell us to live in wisdom is not just how you hear others, not just how you listen, but it's also how you talk. Living in wisdom is watching what we say. It's not lying. It's not slandering people. And it's definitely avoiding wrongdoing because wrongdoing is not a joke. I started by talking about the irony of being a 27-year-old up here trying to share about wisdom. And I I think I finally understand why Trav assigned this text to me. You see, I've only been here for two years, two years out of seminary, and I've loved my time here. But in those two years, I've already watched quite a few of my classmates from seminary leave ministry already. Travis spoke last week about exhaustion. I don't think exhaustion's the reason they left. I think the reason they left is because they, they didn't have a lot of wise people surrounding them and pouring wisdom into their lives. I feel so blessed for my time here at the chapel. I've been surrounded with staff members and mentors who have a lot more time and wisdom and experience when it comes to ministry, experience when it comes to marriage, experience when it comes to living. And I'm so grateful that God has finally given me some humility that I could actually sit under that that wisdom and accept that. Because there was a time in my life that I couldn't hear wisdom. There was a time in my life I just didn't have the humility to do it. When I started looking at this idea of foolishness and wisdom, I started thinking through these, these different snippets of time where I could see them played out. You know, the toilet paper thing, the gas thing, getting lost in the woods. But as I came to a deeper understanding of what Proverbs tell us, tells us that foolishness is, I realized I need to stop looking at small snippets of time. I can actually look at an entire chunk of my life that I was living in foolishness. I spoke a little bit about this time in my life at the picnic on Tuesday, but I'd love to go a little more in depth. So I was uh, mostly raised here at the, at, in Williamsburg, and, and I came to the chapel I was a mentee in high school, which was an awesome experience. And then I did go to the Virginia Military Institute. I thought that I was very firm in my faith when I got there. But I quickly discovered that I was just too easily able to buy into all of these different things that people told me, this is what life looks like. You only have four years. If you want to live when you're in college, this is what you do. And I just bought it. I ate it all up, and I lived it out for a couple years. And I became miserable. I wasn't really sure who I became, but every time I tried to learn more about it, I didn't like what I found out. But I felt trapped. You see, one of the first stages, one of the first phases that I took in in living this foolishness was I distanced myself from anyone who would tell me otherwise. I distanced myself from a lot of the pastors here at the chapel that knew me when I was in high school. I distanced myself from my small group leader who still was trying to check in on me because I knew that they would try to correct me and I hated them for it. I didn't want to hear it. And so when I finally got to this low point in my life, 
There was no one that I had left around me that was still sharing wisdom. Except there's always one person. There's always your mom. (laughs) And so my mom did call me. She called me when I was close to the end of VMI. I had a, a little, around a year left. And she basically just said, I see that you're miserable. Come back to Jesus. He's waiting for you. He loves you and he misses you. And finally, God opened my heart. Accepting that invitation to God helped me deal with my pride and gave me some humility so that when somebody spoke that wisdom to me, I could hear it. And the rest of my time at VMI looked very different. It looked very different because living in wisdom affects the way that we listen, but it also affects the way that we talk. The way that I spoke to others changed. The things I did in my free time changed. I finally was able to open the word and spend time in prayer. And the results were amazing. I found joy. I found peace. I found love. Love for myself that I probably wasn't feeling for a while. And others got to see that. I started by kind of defining what foolishness is. And one of the questions you may have asked yourself as I said that is, you know, what is foolishness? But maybe even, am I foolish? You know, I was in line for gasoline. I was grabbing as many rolls as I could. Am I foolish? As I've walked through, in writing this sermon, as I've looked through and looked back at my life, I can confidently say that I have accepted the invitation to righteousness, accepted the invitation to wisdom that comes through Jesus Christ. But if I'm real, if I'm honest with myself, I can still point out ways in my life that I'm still acting foolish. And so my prayer for us is that we can come to a moment and pause and ask for some clarification, really be able to assess our own lives and be able to see that. So how can we live in wisdom? Well, if you've never accepted this invitation from Jesus Christ to come and eat of the bread and drink of the wine, to experience righteousness and wisdom, to have discernment of what in this life matters and not, if you've never answered that invitation, come find a staff member after, after the service is over, and we'd love to pray with you and help you understand that. If you have accepted that invitation, then take a moment and pause. Who are those wise people with heavenly, godly wisdom in your life around you that you're letting speak into your life? Who are you letting point out blind spots that you have? Who are you letting come to you and say, Max, I know that you're wise, but you're kind of acting foolish. We need that. We need that in our lives. And so that's what I hope that we see today, is that we all have this moral deficiency. We all have sin nature that leads us to foolishness. But if we accept God's invitation, which is constant and continuous, then we can understand wisdom and have wisdom and have righteousness. You see, Jesus Christ covers us in righteousness in order that he can recover us from our foolishness. Let's take a moment to pray together. Heavenly Father, we just want to take a moment and repent. Repent for the ways that we've lived in foolishness the ways that we've believed lies, the ways that we have just lived into that God and that's led us away from you. But Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for never giving up on us. We thank you for redeeming us, recovering us, for offering an invitation when we're lost and stuck, God. Give us wisdom, Father. Help us to listen to those that are wise around us. Help us to accept correction. 
And God, let the wisdom that comes from you change the way that we listen to others and change the way that we talk to others. We pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Here at the Williamsburg Community Chapel, we are all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So wherever you are on your spiritual journey, we are ready to help get you connected to Christ and his community. Have a blessed day. Thank you.